0: I think in lots and lots of ways, they are super special. There's not too many places in the world that a potato is not grown and used and they're incredible. I could talk on about them forever.
1: This is The Producers. I'm Danny Fallant. Kerry Farrell and her spud sister, Catherine, farm potatoes, source potatoes and sell potatoes to fine dining restaurants, farmers markets and online. Third generation farmers and providors, Kerry loves being a Spud specialist, enjoys the opportunities for connection and education, and truly believes you can never be too enthusiastic about potatoes.
0: I'm Kerry from Spud Sisters, Kerry Farrell. I work with my sister Catherine, Katherine Ramage. Uh, my my dad Boyd Ramage um, is a potato farmer from just out of Ballarat. Um, We have land at Millbrook. We uh, farm potatoes and we supply potatoes uh, to the restaurants, Um, lots of very high-end restaurants and um, farmer's markets, uh, little cafes. We um, sell online. That's um, taken off over over um, COVID, during COVID. So that's um, a great way have supply and send potatoes um, from Queensland, um, New South Wales, uh, all, all around really. Um, and uh, we uh, have a great, Great fun, great bit of fun, Catherine and I, um, <laughs> th- um, selling potatoes and and um, really I'm full of potato guff and I
1: love sharing
0: my knowledge of it to, to everyone and anyone who wants to listen.
1: Kerry's whole family has been involved in farming in various ways, from dairy to Christmas trees to spuds. And even though she moved to Melbourne, had her own kids and worked in other areas, it only took a little bit of arm-twisting for her to rejoin the family enterprise. Well, we're a third-generation potato farming
0: family. My grandfather was a potato farmer uh, and a dairy farmer, had the first uh, dairy farm in, uh, da- the first dairy in Ballarat, um, and uh, having two sons. My grandpa had two sons and lots of daughters that helped in the dairy and the, and the potato farm. And they, uh, when it came time, of course, to split, as sometimes happens in farming families, um, then my dad took the potato side and my uncle Jeff uh, took the dairy side. So um, that sort of started our, or well, my dad's um, um, love of potatoes. I suppose he's always, he always had it. But um, then um, my brother, came along and, um, four sisters. Uh, so Braith had to work pretty hard when he was, um, a young kid. And, um, we kind of, our dad outgrew blocks of land that, that he had, had potatoes in and, um, uh, bought bigger blocks of land. And now we kind of, um, uh, have land at Millbrook. My, my dad's passed on, but my brother's still very much involved in the potatoes. He also grows, um, um, Christmas trees on our farm as well, and um, we um, we run the Salvation Army Christmas tree um, fundraiser each year. So come December, it's all a little bit crazy, <laughs> crazy mayhem. But um, you know, we get through it. The family kind of gets through it. Um, but my dad, uh, when I when I first being a country girl, knew you when I first came down to um, to Melbourne. Um, then uh, I worked at different reception jobs, et etc, et etc, and I ran a couple of businesses on uh, myself um had a little sandwich bar in the city and um my um uh, then i think my dad my dad actually well after I was married and babies came along um the next chapter of new life um my dad said um uh, why did, what, he came down with a load of potatoes? He was taking spuds into um, into uh, a processing place somewhere down in Melbourne, and he came through and said, well, why don't you why don't you take these to the, the the girls in the kindergarten care? You know, the one that you know the girls that that, that are in there. They'd love these fresh spuds." And I, I kind of we all laughed at that and said, "Oh, that's not going to happen, Dad. That's a bit ridiculous." But um, in actual fact, uh, he kept persisting. And my mum, who has you know great business sense um, as well, she kind of could see that there would be you know, there would be a bit of a future in it as well too. And so they both encouraged me. And uh, you know, <laughs> having a, a, a bit of a crack at running my own business, I thought, "Oh well." well i would i would give it a go so um that's what i did and i think we started with letterbox drops and just gathered and grew a little business from there just really locally and then it kind of grew onto supplying um other restaurants and little businesses along the way and um, then my sister, uh, Kath, um, I suppose this is 35 years in the making for me and my sister Catherine um, decided to have a bit of a job change and she um, she also thought that um, she would join me. So then we combined and made Spud sister. So Catherine I think has been with me nearly 20 years, might be 18, 19, 20 years uh, that we've been together and We've kind of grown a little business, I suppose, with um, having that farming knowledge, that background of you know what's seasonal and what's coming up and um, and understanding a little bit about um, about what product to suggest. and um,
1: then it's kind of really grown from from there really. The Ballarat region has a proud potato history. Planting potatoes in late spring to harvest in autumn and through the winter. But supplying all year round means connecting with Simpatico growers in other parts of Victoria.
0: Because in Victoria, like in our district, in Ballarat, uh, it's a winter growing potato, and for many, many years it used to be the the biggest um, seed producing um, area of, of Victoria, in Australia really, where uh, a winter growing um, area, so we would um put potatoes in um just before Christmas, depending I suppose, but if you can get you know an early crop in in November, then it will be up by um by late february early March you know depending if all the the you know the the weather gods are are in your um in your are in your favor, and then we would harvest from March through till um, August uh, thereabouts and September they're starting to get a little bit long in their, their tooth um, as far as uh, you know that starchy, that starchiness I was telling you about sometimes that, that kind of changes around then and then that's when um, I start to look at, um, at other areas and other districts that have potatoes that are coming through in and around Warrigal and places like that they have a longer season, um, they don't get so many frosts like they do in, in Ballarat or certainly down on the peninsula As well, which is another part where the potatoes can come from. So, in our off season, what we call our off season, we would work with um, the Hawks Farm down on the peninsula. They um, they do fabulous produce, and also the Jones Farm. Um, They also uh, Gordon's a fabulous. um, uh, He's he's a great. You know, he's a great person, but he's also a great farmer and, you know, we kind of work in pretty well with one another. We understand um, how it kind of um, works and, um, yeah, we we're, we're, we're try to work in with one another. Um, and Richard, Richard Hawke. So they're the, when, you're, when, when Ballarat District and when we don't have potatoes,
1: um, that's where they come from. Potatoes are humble, but that doesn't mean simple. There are about 5,000 varieties worldwide. Kerry is passionate about educating cooks and chefs about the essential differences between floury and waxy potatoes and guiding her buyers towards spud magnificence for every recipe and occasion. Potatoes are terribly complex.
0: Uh, little vegetable and uh, because they do change, because the the variant in so many varieties between a good flowery potato and a good waxy potato there's quite a range that runs in between, but really it's only the flowery potatoes that Will, will fry and roast the waxy ones won't do it and they probably would handle the cool storage a bit more if they if you had to put them into cool storage but flowery ones don't like the cool storage flowery potatoes are very starchy so if I at the, on my farmers like when we're at the farmers market um, Catherine and I have uh, our potatoes kind of in an order and they go from the the starchiest potato or the driest potato that might be your um, rosti or your hash browns or your frying potato, um, the ones that you need to have um, a bit of crunch and, and they are starchy. So um, uh, they, they are the ones that will be best um, roasted uh, as well as frying. Then it kind of works its way to a bit of an all-rounder. So we'll, we'll just go back one step. So Um, those starchy potatoes would be like a a Yukon Gold or a Maris Piper or um, a Russet or an Innovator. Those are your starchy potatoes that will will do all of that for you. And then not as starchy, it would be uh, a a Blue Moon or um, Gordon's got a new potato at the moment called a Merlot. Um, Then a Sebago kind of an all-round potato they've got like for making gnocchi they've got a little bit of body to them they're not as they're not as flowery not as fluffy Uh, then of course you move on to waxier potatoes so lighter not too super dense is a a dutch cream your dutch cream ones are are waxy and then your uh, nicola is waxy but it's a it's a it's it's a a firmer um, waxy. So it's also like maybe the firmest or the waxiest or creamiest, if you want to put it like that too, Um, but they uh, don't, crisp up they're not you know they're very very hard to crisp up to get a a waxy potato to crisp up you would you know have to part boil it and it'd have to be you know put into a very very hot oven and kind of tossed in in your oil and um and then back in there's a lot of fluffing around to get a a waxy potato to crisp up
1: (laughs) spud sisters supply many of melbourne's best restaurants and chefs Not only do they share the expertise gleaned over long careers, but they also respond to chefs' particular needs and desires building up trusting relationships through collaboration and ongoing conversation it's
0: been such a such a lovely journey really being able to offer our expertise and being able to tweak our expertise Kath and I've got some great um, restaurants that we we deal with and, and I think that you know that you know from you know from Atticas to Carlton wine room and you um, uh, Shannon Bent, the um, Cash, the the Jacques Ramons, all, all of the Stoke House, um, all the way through through COVID, um, the boys from the Stoke House came down really, you know, um, religiously to the farmers market and tried everything on the table and kind of tweaked recipes and and the same with Jacques too. Uh, they the, all of the uh, chefs when they could kind of came down and, and went through different varieties for the, for the farmers market, but um, the 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 lovely thing about working with, um, uh, you know, specialty restaurants um, is that uh, you get to show your expertise and they get to trust you. Uh, you know, when you're – when like, for instance, um, I think you, some chefs um, – think, it's only because it's been what they've been told, they will get confused between f- f- waxy and floury potatoes. And, you know, they've been told by other people, that's a waxy, that's a floury. In actual fact, it's quite the reverse. So just being able to um, you know, let them know which ones are, in actual fact, a floury. And just because it's a deep yellow potato, like our Andy um, and Sunrise at the moment, it should it, by all means, it should look like as if it's a waxy potato because it's deep and golden and it's very yellow. And sometimes the waxy potatoes are like that, um, but it's not. It's it's very floury. It's um, very fluffy, silky, crispy, crunchy. And if you tried to boil it to make a potato salad, it's just going to make
1: mush. As new restaurants and cuisines come to the fore, there's an interest in less common varieties of potato. Peruvian restaurants such as Pastuso have inspired the Spud Sisters to plant exciting varieties that haven't been seen locally before.
0: And we have a lot of Peruvian restaurants that are now showing a lot of interest in these deep coloured potatoes and they are the Andean sunrisers originally. The seed would have originally come from, from the Andes and there's a Mayan twilight and a Peruvian gold. Uh, quite a lot of them, like Pastuso, the new um Peruvian restaurant uh, that's in the city they're taking a lot of um, different coloured potatoes and there is a lot of Peruvian restaurants who are showing an interest in it so that's kind of I suppose the next thing um, for Spud Sisters is to start to plant some just sort of little small crops of interesting unique little potatoes and that's the thing you try it with you work with these beautiful these fabulous restaurants that uh, that want that challenge you as well you know they want something new something different something that's sort of coming from um, overseas as a new trend on different things and all of these uh, potatoes these new varieties that um, that chefs uh, are are wanting and um, I get um, I, I get a lot of pleasure out of then being able to well not only you know show um, and showcase different uh, potatoes that are um, that are interesting and, and new, but also to help to educate. It's just trying to work with what your your high level chefs need, and just um, tweaking it and working out, you know, what will with with the ideas that they've got. What potatoes will best suit, and then the best potatoes that will suit going forward, because you know they do change in their starches, and so you've got to be one step one step ahead of the of the punch. Mm-hmm.
1: Going direct to consumer is an important part of Kerry's business. Farmers' markets aren't just a source of income. They're a source of friendship and crucial feedback on how her potatoes are faring in people's kitchens. We do a lot of farmers' markets, kind of down in the the southern end of town, I
0: suppose, um, mainly. Um, But, you know, a bit of a good spread of farmers' markets and we get great feedback straight away from your farmers' markets, customers and and that's a really great passion of mine. I, I really love um, the farmers markets. They uh, they are um, all the way through COVID. They were such a such a joy to be able to speak to people. And we've made some very good friends, uh, long friends, um, through the farmers markets. And um, that's, uh, you know, you, from week to week, you get told uh, pretty quickly what's doing the best thing in the roasting or the, 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 the frying or the mashing. You I, I will see um uh I will see people coming that I know uh the the husband's been sent out to to, to pick up the potatoes and he'll say to me, oh, Sandy's just told me to come and get potatoes. You'll know which one it is that she wants um and, and I do, you know, we know which one that she, that People will want and will, you know, have them kind of sorted in a, a way they'll go. Or sometimes the, you know, sometimes because we we do an awful lot of chatting, Catherine and I and the girls when we're at the table. Sometimes i will forget what side of the table that it was. I forget now. You told me it was a, 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 a this, that, and the other. I say no, it's this one down here that you had for you know the, you had that one for um, you know you're, you're going to make some rosti and you made that for for oh yes, that's what it was. It was the maris piper for the rosti. Oh although oh, was sensational. Well, we have a lot of a lot of customers that seek us out that are from Ireland and from England um, and parts Scottish because there's not a lot of really lovely flowery potatoes that you can get um, off the shelf or in a supermarket, um, and they love flowery potatoes. So that's the the thing that would remind them most of home is uh, is uh, uh, an Irish person and a flowery potato. My my mother-in-law was Irish, so she would say to me, Kelly, go and gets me the flouriest potatoes that you've got um, and I'll whip you up some um, some roast potatoes. And she, she was just wonderful. She would roast the potatoes. So she would parboil the, the flouriest potatoes that I had and then she would take them out into the, the night air where it was really cold and she'd flip them and there would be these billows of steam that would escape from the pot and uh, she would just make the most loveliest, crunchiest, fluffiest potatoes from I know, some kind of little spud with spring going on in the Irish camp,
1: I think, somehow or another down the track, but they were just heaven. How does a potato specialist use her spuds? Carrie lets us into some Spud Sister Secrets and even some family controversies. I make a pretty good potato
0: salad, really. Um, uh, Although one of my favourite ingredients um, that I used to get from the supermarket was Fountain's um, sweet mustard. They don't make it anymore, so I've got to kind of try and invent my own little sweet mustard. But um, I do make a pretty mean potato salad. And I also, well, uh, there's a bit of a running, um, a running, I don't know, um, challenge between my sons and I as to who can make the best roast potato. We've all kind of keep tweaking it to see who can do the better one. I I think actually my son's beating me at the moment. I'm going to have to smarten my my act up a little bit, but um, it's hard to beat. Um, roast potatoes with duck fat in them if you can kind of sneak a little bit of and, but it, there again see there's that's a controversy because duck fat really is a natural fat and you really don't need a lot of it you, you other oils and things that you have to sometimes add a little bit more but you can just really just melt duck fat and just brush it over with rosemary and garlic over the top of your um, you know, your King Edwards or your Maris Pipers or oh, beautiful um, Andean Sunrise potatoes and they would be, um, well, You, I, I never ever have a problem with um, them disappearing out off the rack. There's a, a lot of boys that peer down the back of my oven saying, is there any more spuds, Mum? Like as if the oven's eaten the spuds. <laughs> no, you've just devoured three trays. There's no more spuds.
1: <laughs> Potatoes are a staple around the world. Why do they keep Kerry interested and passionate?
0: I think in lots and lots of ways they are super special. We've they, they, there's not too many places in the world that a potato is not grown and used, and you know people hardly even know that. That they use so many potatoes. So when you ask, "But you I don't?" You know, we don't use so many potatoes. But when you think about what they actually do and consume, um, potatoes is a, such a basic um, vegetable all the way throughout the world. And all the way throughout the world, um, people have their own special little dishes and. So many of them have got potatoes in them. You know, if you think of a heartwarming recipe that has your you know, that reminds you of something or reminds you of home, nearly all of them have got potatoes in them. There's there's so many nationalities of people that I've spoken to uh, throughout my spud sister journey that I, I hope one day that I get to write a um, write a recipe book of um, you know of a Russian potato salad and a, a um, and a German potato salad, and um, they've all got their own little quirks on a potato salad, and I, I love it. I love that it's just a little bit different. And if you lined them all up together, you'd, you'd have a, a book full. I'm sure, sure of it. But but potatoes are amazingly nutritious. You know, a lot of people sort of think to themselves that um, that they are, are fattening, and it's not so. It's not so. There's no fat in potatoes at all. They're in highly nutritious. They're subtile satiety rate keeps you fuller, longer than, than pasta and rice does. Um, it's got a very high satiety rate. And they've got the starches in the potato. Well, we're now learning how good and how valuable that starches are in your gut. So um, they're, they're incredible. I could talk on about them forever. So it you know, probably bore the pants off you, to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> they're nutritious, versatile and beloved by home cooks and chefs alike. They've also enabled Kerry Farrell to stay connected to the land and her family's heritage and build rich and warm connections with keen home cooks and some of Australia's best chefs. No wonder she's so happy to be a spud sister. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Dani Fallant. Stay tuned as we talk to some of Australia's best farmers, makers and growers. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or contact us via deepintheweeds.com.au.